adventure through a wasteland twisted by dark magic, undead monsters, and contagious insanity where life and death are no longer opposites, but a spectrum of cruelties. Emerging from the dregs, an old king makes one final attempt to save his realm. Today's episode is brought to you by the newest project of Lee Ellis, author of the Kill Dash series, God Blood is a grim, dark short story with the audio runtime of two hours available on Audible and a digital print available for those that prefer reading. This exciting adventure is available now. But parents beware, it's not for the faint of heart. Stay tuned after the episode for an exclusive audio clip of God Blood. Welcome to the Nerdy Old Men Podcast. The greatest nerd geek and pop culture podcast in history. With your host, Redneck Wes. He keeps screwing up, people. And that old bald man, Chad. Come on, man. This is a fun place. Don't be a Hey, good morning, everybody. You will notice that Redneck Wes is not here today. Uh, As you guys know, he uh, unfortunately, his his ticker had an issue a while back, and today, don't fear, he's just in therapy, and he wasn't able to get here this morning when our guests were able to be here, so he sends his condolences. And you will hear that Southern drawl very soon, we know that for sure. So, guys, we got a really, uh, a couple really good guys with us that are doing some really nice things for some kids out there in the community. We got uh, Joseph and Donovan with us today. You guys, uh, how you, how you doing this morning? How's it going? Thanks for having us on the show. Yeah, yeah. Heroes for Causes is your all's organization, and we talked a little pre-show about that, so uh, I, I'm excited to hear about that. I, I think that's that's some fantastic things. Um, my, uh, my wife works at a pediatrician's office, and she sees some, you know, some pretty, pretty uh, rough things, and I, I think it's really awesome with what you guys are doing and how you're you're raising money for for these um, these projects. And uh, Donovan, you gave me a really good, uh, really good synopsis of what you guys do. Can you let our listeners know about that? Yeah, I'd be happy to. So, uh, Heroes for Causes is a, an organization that uh, Joseph and a gentleman named Jeremiah and myself formed about three years ago. Uh, we came together uh, over our love of comics, but also that we wanted to spread awareness uh, about certain uh, diseases and, and really the struggles that the survivors go through. So we uh, we started with our Pathway comic book, which focuses on cystic fibrosis. And we moved into Center Ice, which focuses on pediatric brain cancer. And then our third book, our newest book, is uh, Upturn and Downdraft, and that focuses on children's diabetes. And what we were attempting to do is, through comic books, tell stories that reflect these real-world people, based uh, based on real-world people with our original characters, to just kind of shine a light both on what their daily struggles are, their struggles with their diseases, but also how heroic they are. And in that process, after our production costs are covered, uh, Jeremiah, Joseph, and myself, we donate all of our, our um, proceeds to our charity partners uh, in those organizations. And we've been uh, invited on uh, August 12th to join the Secret Stash in New Jersey uh, to raise funds for the American Cancer Society with our third book, uh, Center Ice. Oh, that's really awesome. Uh, I mean, anybody that's in the comic uh, 
world knows uh, the secret stash and those guys and and kevin smith and all that and, and the influence they had right. so that's really awesome that you guys are going to be able to get to do that uh so that's that's exciting we when we want to uh, repeat those dates and stuff here in just a little bit but joseph how did uh what is the, what was the driving force for you guys to to get started with this thing so I think in 2019, uh, Jeremiah was on a Facebook comic book creator group and he was looking for some help in getting one of his original characters drawn into comic book form. Uh, he reached out and it was a really nice post. He said, Hey, my name is Jeremiah. I know this is a long shot. I have cystic fibrosis, which is a rare lung disease. Here's this character that I created. I just wanted to be a positive force for kids going through the similar situation, fighting this disease. You know, a lot of people were facing 30-year, 35-year or shorter lifespan expectancy. So it really pulled at my heartstrings. Um, Donovan mentioned that he had cousins impacted that were best friends of his by cystic fibrosis. So he was drawn to the cause. I was drawn to the cause, and I said, how about we make this more of a comic book and we can share it with a wider audience? Uh, Because I know that perhaps telling a story in comic book format uh, would create a... uh, tool for other kids to see the struggles that Jeremiah was going through, but he can share his experience and give hope for other kids that they can, uh, you know, beat the odds because now Jeremiah is, uh, you know, in his forties and beating all the odds up with cystic fibrosis. So if we can tell his story with other kids, they can find inspiration if they're sitting in a hospital somewhere, um, and know that, you know, there's someone that's doing great things, beating the odds and they can too. That that uh, that's really amazing, um, and I think that you know comics can. Uh, it, I, I guess that being able to to see something on the page and and realize that uh, you know in in your head and your imagination you see that these characters are or over overcoming the odds, and as a child, you, you you have that imagination. You can believe that things can get better, and this is a way to I guess um, lift their spirits and give them. Um, hope that things can get better and i think that's fascinating uh so pathway was your first character correct yep yeah so can you kind of give us a little talk to us a little bit about pathway shoot Donovan. okay so pathway was uh, a character that jeremiah kind of uh devised on his own he was cosplaying the character uh he had utilized obviously you know he was going through cystic fibrosis so pathway really the easiest way to think of pathway is He's a mix of Iron Man and um, maybe Spider-Man. Uh, he's, he's a doctor who's, who's invented this nanotechnology, and from that nanotechnology is where his power base comes from. And so Jeremiah was kind of already out there doing it, and we uh, Joseph fleshed out that he kind of wanted to, as we proceeded forward, we wanted to really pay homage to like that 70s, 80s, amazing Spider-Man feel. Yeah. And so we, as we got into the comic, we devised his villains, a guy called The Gasp, uh, based pretty heavily on, uh, you know, the Hobgoblin, Green Goblin type of trope. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a guy who, who smokes, whose son is suffering through cystic fibrosis and who's been denied, you know, a lung transplant because dad won't stop smoking. And so I, I based a lot of his, his look off of that. Uh, off that great, like I said, that Green Goblin look, and and uh, kind of our point as we started on Pathway was we wanted to hit that seventy eighties mics because we didn't want to be preachy, right? We wanted to get our points across, but we also wanted to entertain because we are comic fans and we're, you know, we comics the, these real people inspire us, these comic heroes inspire us, and we thought let's mix the, the two together and show kind of like you were saying that comics really are a force for good and they can they can be more than just 
you know, can Superman beat Batman, you know, should the X-Men all live on their own island together, you know, and instead of being, you know, divisive, which is sometimes a good thing, but they could also be uh, a light of what's, what's really great about the human spirit. And if we could use real people to inspire others, that's great because these fake characters inspire others. So let's, let's kind of combine the two and, and go from there. Yeah, I'm looking at Pathway in the in the the artistry on Pathway. It looks like it's sort of like he's got sort of a a martial arts type of of uh, of a thing going on here with a, a staff and the wraps on his forearms and and all that the bright color. I guess that's the nanotechnology busting out of him. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's really and cool. the staff, and you'll have to forgive my my artistic ignorance and then laziness as I start drawing it. But his, the top of his staff is actually based on a, on a, a nebulizer that somebody with CF would be fairly oh, yes. familiar with. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, I, I get it, man. That, that's cool. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then in contrast, the gasp, I mean, yeah, he looks rough. I mean, it's a rough guy. Obviously, <laughs> right, right. obviously isn't living very well. And he's actually got smoke coming out from around his, his throat as, as I guess part of a, like an aura that comes off of him. Yeah, I ripped off Ghost Rider too. Yeah, I, yeah. You know. <laughs> no, it's cool. It's it's really really cool though. No, I love it. I mean, he, he that that is a very menacing looking uh, villain, and I I think that's really cool. What uh, I mean, what can you tell us about him a little bit? Uh, so the gas, like I said, he's a he's a disgruntled father of someone with cystic, cystic fibrosis, and he doesn't realize it was his own life choices that kind of left or, or led his son to not getting all the care that he needs. And so as we were designing him and Joseph was creating his, his kind of his backstory, uh, he, he's wearing that like that, uh, like his, his, his shoulder piece. Mm-hmm. I designed uh, that plate armor to kind of look like tobacco leaves. Yep. And then his goblin pouches are cigarette containers. Nice. Instead of pumpkin bombs, he throws uh, tobacco uh, like chew. Yeah. He throws those canisters. His glider is a, a cigar box. Uh, and oh. then, and then the two engines are large cigars. Oh no! I mean that that very much gets the point across. I mean, right? I'm not I'm not the most subtle guy. No, I mean, well, for something like this, you 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 kind of want it to be a little obvious yeah, that, that this right, is, right. that this is what what we're trying to talk about here. I mean, he so he's he's kind of I guess um, in denial that it's actually yeah he did. So my guess is uh, he's blaming everybody but himself. Exactly. Right. Right. And that, you know, and Joseph in writing it, he did such a good job because it is the, the thrust is he's holding a, ho- a hospital, not hostage necessarily, but he's trying to take his revenge out on the hospital. And they're like, well, dude, it's your fault. Yeah. You, excuse <laughs> me. Of course, the pathway has to step in. <laughs> and honestly, the great thing is uh, the hero of the first book is actually a, a nurse who's, who's based on a real nurse that's helped Jeremiah out quite a bit, a, a good friend of his. So it was it's, it's cool little, you know. Spoiler twist. <laughs> no, that's that's awesome. No, it's really cool. But let's talk. Let's see. Uh, Center ice. Let's kind of talk about Center ice. Clearly, this is 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 a hockey type inspired character. It looks like. So, what about Center ice? So, we're really excited about Center ice because there's a young man named Weston Herman, based out of Florida. Um, he's beaten brain cancer four times. He plays competitive oh, wow. hockey. He's good friends with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, I. It's an inspiration for me, you know, being removed from the situation, not being able to see, you know, all the pain and suffering that he deals with, with all the checkups, with all the, uh, you know, chemo and everything that he goes through uh, to overcome it. 
But once we heard about his story, uh, the ACS said, if you guys are looking for, you know, like a poster child to represent an overcomer, we have just, just a young man. And so we were thrilled to meet uh, Weston and his father, Jared and his family. Uh, we got on a call. We were just like, hey, you know, what, what drives you every day? What are the things, what are the difficulties that you face? We turn that into the villain. Uh, what are, you know, the, the things that you love? And we turn those into the superpowers for the character. And then in the back of the book, we actually have a little page that talks about, you know, Weston's story. And uh, it's just so moving. And all we wanted to do was share his story with kids fighting this uh, in hospitals across the world, just to give them a glimmer of hope and say, hey, there's someone like me that is doing incredible things uh, that's beaten us four times. So I can too. Um, and, you know, Donovan, uh, I and the rest of the team, we all kind of came together. We discussed what the family went through on the call. He said, how do we embody this, make this the superpowers of the character? And then how do we embody things that he difficulties that he faces every day and make that the villain? Uh, because we wanted to be accurate to, you know, his desires, his, you know, loves and dreams. Um, so one of the favorite lines that he has inspired by Wayne Gretzky, we kind of turned into his motto as a character. Um, so he's like a yeah, super powered hockey hero named Center Ice. Um, he finds inspiration from, you know, Wayne Gretzky and other people in his life that have driven him to greatness and uh, overcomes all odds to hopefully save the day at the end of the day, but uh, we won't get the spoiler away for the coming. Nice. That, that's, <laughs> I mean, that's a fascinating story that you actually, I mean, you found a, a, a young man who is, is fighting adversity, it, it, such heavy adversity, but still wants to get on, on the ice and play this aggressive and, and physical sport. And he's able to do that. And that's, mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's, that's strength. And I, and I think that, I mean, that's obviously just an outstanding example of, of, you know, a real life hero, someone overcoming odds, no matter what, to do what they feel is right and helping you guys participating with you to create a character that uh, can inspire other people. That, that's a, that's a really cool story. Uh, so you know, is, is this, is that a new book or is that already out? So Center Ice was our second uh, release. Uh, like Donovan said, Pathway was our first. And then uh, our third release, which just came out uh, earlier this year, um, is for t- children's type 1 diabetes up to and down draft. All right. Give us a, 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 the talk on that one. Go, Donovan. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> You're passing it over to him all morning, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, Joseph Slice, he knows I'll ramble on. Yeah, there you go. Uh, go, 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 go all of us. <laughs> we, uh, uh, we had we had gotten uh, in contact with uh, the Children's Diabetes Foundation, and they had they kind of done um, a search, and they had found these two twins uh, out of Colorado, I believe. So very similar to Center Ice, we set up a meeting with the parents and the, and the two kids, and we kind of we talked to them about what they like and, and um, just some of the the struggles that they go through, but also things that inspire them. And we we landed on kind of our tech based book. So these two twins in the book, we, you know, they're, they're, uh, along with some other real life inspirations, they're kind of, uh, pilots of these two mech suits. And, uh, we, we kind of, in, uh, Joseph, especially in his writing, kind of interweave some of the struggles of the kids that with that type one diabetes, what they have to deal with, we kind of funneled into, you know, the robots need a certain energy, uh, source that to every, every so often, if it starts to dip. Um, and then what we did was we bridged the gap between center ice and upturn and downdraft by having the, uh, the bad guy from center ice show up again, 
was a, it was kind of a little mad scientist when uh, Joseph and Jeremiah were talking to Weston from Center Ice. One of the things he said was, he's like, man, I hate these, these old MRI machines because they're just old and they're broken down. And so from there, what we did was we created this bad guy called Mr. I. Oh. It's just your, your typical uh, mad scientist. Yeah. But he builds all these old robots that are constantly falling apart. So we created the gap oh, between the two. That's so cool. And that's, yeah, that, he's kind of our returning bad guy. And what's cool is because he is a, a mad scientist, we can just build a new robot. Right, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And, and, and he makes an appearance because Center Ice is getting the key to the city from Pathway. And the heroes have to be saved by these two new heroes. So we're, you know, we're expanding our own little universe, so to speak. So are all these uh, characters in, in one, like, city? Uh, we had them in, they're, we try and keep them based out of the cities where they are. And since Jeremiah and Pathways in Florida, we, and then it was easy oh, to have okay. Center Ice be in Florida as well. So then the, the, the two twins, can, since they're piloting mechs, they can kind of go wherever they want. Right. Um, but, you know, we're just slowly trying to build that stable of, of, of inspirational characters, so to speak. Uh, and, and we're, we're constantly looking for, you know, if any of your listeners are, are part of an organization, we're always more than happy to, to meet with anybody. Cause we're always trying to expand. Cause we're just, we're bowled over every time we go to a convention or we're doing a, a signing of some sort, because we, all three of us live in different parts of the country as we're going out and we're doing our little elevator, you know, pitches and we're, we're showing off the book. And there are so many inspirational people going through stuff. You know, I get a flat tire and I get upset. Right. But then here we, you know, cystic fibrosis or he be brain cancer four times or these two young kids that, you know, have to watch their insulin every day. Or, you know, I met a gal whose little brother had uh, uh, eye cancer. So he's blind, but the guy is a fantastic mechanic. And I'm like, holy cow, what am I doing with my life? And why am I getting upset when my drive through order didn't give me the right size of fries? You know, I just, my priorities are all out of whack. You're absolutely right. And and, and, and we have to sometimes step back and take a look at folks that have real problems and how they're overcoming. And it's always amazing when you see, just like the hockey player, when you see it's like, man, if, if, if God forbid I, I had that going through me would I have these, these strength and the intestinal fortitude and the belief to go out and play this, play a sport or like you said, become a great mechanic and things like that to overcome the odds. I mean, these guys are solid. I mean, it, yeah. that, that, I mean, that, yeah. that's some amazing stories and, and it's interesting how the human spirit can overcome those things like that and, and fight for something else. And I think that's fantastic. And you know, superheroes, you're absolutely right. I mean, that's, right. that's, that's ideal. Exactly. You know, and, and we're not, you know, we're not detracting from the dude with the S on his shirt and his red cape. No. He, we all love him. But these are real people doing this. And so we're, you know, me and Joseph are constantly, just, and Jeremiah, we're just pulled over by, uh, you know, it's just, we, we're always saying, hey, like, you guys are the one of our taglines that Heroes for Causes. You guys are the heroes that inspire us. And it's just, it's true. You know, as I go to my day job today, I'm just going to be like, wow, why, why am I getting upset about paperwork you know right. these guys are out there doing such amazing things and we hope that our books in our fictional world will show those you know like joseph was saying it you know if you're sitting in a hospital and you're bummed out hey you're you're our hero man you know this is there's a fake character we made up to show the everyday stuff you guys go through we you know we freaking we look up to you we love you you know go out there and kick some butt you know yeah, that, that's fantastic. So, what's in the works for you guys? 
um, yeah, I guess you're, you're continuing to, to seek out inspiration to create new characters and things like that. Are you, um, <clears throat> are you, how many issues of, of each of these or are these one shots and you're bringing them together for other one shots or, or how is that working for you on story development? We, um, you know, obviously we love to continue the stories for every book, but you know, it's expensive to bring them up and, um, there's the three quarter team founders of Heroes for Causes are all volunteers. So we pay out of pocket to go do these events and set up at uh, conventions and, uh, you know, we're paying for our own travel off to the secret stash. Um, and then a hundred percent of the money that we raise at the secret stash is going right to the ACS. So, you know, it's fortunate that, you know, we have jobs that can, um, you know, afford us to, to be able to do this good work. But, uh, some of the other guys on the team, um, they're contractors, just like a lot of other pros in the industry. And uh, they got to, you know, meet their needs and get paid and stuff like that. So um, we've worked out, uh, you know, good rates that we think uh, help get these stories across at a reasonable price. So we're able to, you know, kind of um, do these things on a shoestring budget, uh, but still produce, you know, quality work. Um, so, yeah, we'd love to get Pathway 2 out. Uh, deals with uh, mental health um, because people that suffer from, cystic fibrosis on a, on a daily basis, Jeremiah can attest, uh, it's just depression, um, kind of clouds them and, you know, they don't know what's, what's next. They don't know how long they have. So it's, it's a lot to deal with. Um, so we want to be true to the illnesses that we represent in our books. And so we have a character that, uh, Donovan did a fantastic job, uh, concepting and, and creating, um, and we can't wait to roll it out. It's just, you know, waiting for the funds. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if, if we do a big, uh, a good job at the secret stash, you know, and our partner ACS is encouraged to, Hey, you know, this can actually be a funding tool to help us drive funds and revenue. Um, when we originally pitched this, we said, you know, the comic book community is generous. There's a lot of supportive people, you know, there's cosplayers out there doing great things. Um, like uh, Batman of Spring Hill, Florida, uh, matches Malone out in the New York area. So we know that there's an untapped market within the comic book community of supporting loving people. So we figured that we could, you know, get them all rallied together, help share these stories with kids that are overcomers, uh, get behind characters that are uh, representative of maybe some rare illnesses that haven't been discussed yet in comic books and really get that community support. Uh, so hopefully we can continue to grow this universe and, and share, like Donovan said, more causes. Uh, we love to do autism. We love to do simple cell. You know, there's so many things on our list. Um, but since we're volunteers, you know, our, our time is finite and our resources are finite. Mm -hmm. So yeah, if anybody's listening is moved by what we're doing, reach out to us. If there's a cause that you'd love to see us, uh, connect with, if there's an organization that you think, uh, needs help spring awareness, uh, please reach out, out to us. We'd love to explore any of those ideas and opportunities. Absolutely. I'm looking here on your website here and, and we'll re-mention it again before we, before we go off the air, but uh, heroesforcauses.com in the upper right hand corner, there's a donation button here. Is this, um, let's see here, This it looks sort of like uh, you've got three different funds here um, and then single donation, regular donation. So if people feel compelled to, to give to your causes, that, that's where they, that's a good place for them to go, correct? Yep. And that'll help us, you know, get started on issue two. Um, and then obviously if we, if we run out of books, uh, we can reprint some of those books so that when we attend, we like to give the books for free if mm -hmm. possible. Obviously yeah. we want to get as many of these books for free for the actual kids that are going through the, uh, illnesses, but half of this is also creating awareness, uh, in the greater comic community. So to get these books out into the greater comic community, you know, we'll set up an event 
I will say, hey, the books are free um, with any donation that you like. So we don't tell people that they can't have it if, if they want it, because yeah. obviously we want more people to know about these diseases. Um, but, you know, all, all the printing and stuff comes at a cost, even if we can get it for a discounted rate. So as we continue our mission to get more of these books out, you know, it's, there's those costs that are kind of extraordinary for us to come up with because, you know, we cover travel, we cover expenses, um, stay and stuff at these different cities that we go and do the conventions at. Right. So this just helps us print more books. And then, yeah, get started on the uh, production or printing of, of second issues for a series. Okay. So if, uh, <clears throat> how do you, how do you go about getting these books in these in, into the kids' hands? Is that something you guys are working on now, or do you have a regular way of doing that? Or if, if uh, like, let's say if someone is listening to our show that works uh, at a children's hospital in a cancer ward or something like that, and they want to be able to get some books or, or something like that to to be able to pass around to the patients and things like that, how, how would they go about doing that? Yeah, obviously, um, have them reach out to us. We're always happy to put out a free package with, you know, 10, 20, 50 books if, if we have the amount on hand, uh, ship them directly to the hospital. Um, we worked with a great charity uh, in the past called Comic Books for Kids. Um, they actually have a network of, I think, over a couple hundred hospitals that they distribute comic books to directly. Um, so they do have cancer wards and stuff like that. I think that they sent a bunch of center ice out to. Um, and then, uh, you know, it's uh, the one-on-one experiences, like Donovan said, uh, we'll be set up at a convention, store signing. We'll take a stack of Heroes for Causes books with us. And anytime someone comes up and asks us what we're working on, you know, this is one of the first couple projects that we're pitching them, telling them about it and, and spreading awareness. Okay, great. So if, if somebody, if, if one of our listeners wanted to, to send some, then they could, uh, they could reach out to you guys and, and come up with some way to, uh, to donate and get some, get some of your awesome books sent somewhere. So that's what, that's what we want to do folks. So if you, if you, feel compelled by their story and you want to make a donation to them or you want to direct a donation of their books through them, reach out to these guys. I mean, they're obviously going to be more than helpful to help you um, let your dollars go to, uh, to some really good causes. So, so what, uh, <clears throat> to, to change, uh, change tunes a little bit on that, what, uh, obviously you guys are comic book dudes. So what inspired, what kind of comics uh, inspired you guys to, to even get into, um, to this world into comics itself. What, I mean, what, maybe what, what was your comics origin story for a, a I think cliche? Donovan term? has the most, most compelling origin story. So I'll let him start. Oh, do I? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know I did. <laughs> uh, you know, I've just been a fan since, you know, I was 12 and, you know, I'm, I'm just old enough to where, when I was, well, before 12, but you know, when I was 12, that first Michael Keaton Batman came out and oh, I've yeah. been hooked ever since, you know, right. And, uh, Luckily, at the time, DC had who I feel is one of the greatest uh, unsung artists. Uh, Norm Brayfogle was on Detective Comics and Batman, and and I was just I was I was sucked right in, and it was just a perfect time because the Image founders were coming up, and they were still working at DC and Marvel, and and just it, it became became almost a, a probably much to my parents' chagrin, a, a, almost a religious obsession. And, uh, I, you know, you just, you love these characters, you love these universes and what comics to do. And, and so when we, we kind of started meeting for Heroes for Causes, it was amazing how much, you know, Joseph and I would sit and talk about comics and, and, you know, and, and everybody's experience at a con, we just, just the passionate fan base and how, uh, borders that keep people 
separate just kind of fall away when we're talking about these fictional characters. Absolutely. And that's kind of what, you know, it's one of our trusts. We're like, you know, the real world is divided enough. And, and we, me and Joseph and Jeremiah, you know, we're, we're like, listen, comics are a great thing. They're, they're beautiful and they're amazing and their artwork and they're great stories. And they're, they're a, this unique way of telling the story that never ends, but they're also just a great force for good in the universe. And, uh, we, we, that's what, you know, heroes for cause we're trying to bridge it, you know, and, and I, I consider myself an artist, even though, you know, it's probably up for critical debate. Uh, and I've just been drawn <laughs> since I was little. So, um, I just, in a, it's something to express our artistic outlet. I guess, you know, Joseph's a fantastic writer. So, you know, Jeremiah is a great cosplayer and, and content. Anyway, I'm, I'm not that I need to brag on my other guys, but you know, it's just, we, the whole thing about comics is so amazing from how they're, they're created to the characters that they do create and the messages they get across. Like I, you know, I'll, I'll waste anybody's time if they want to sit like my poor crew at my, my day job. They, you know, <laughs> one, they can, they know they can come to me anytime a movie comes out and I'm going to give them the real lowdown there on the character, go, yep. <laughs> but you're right. But they know it's going to take at least an hour for me just to give the background <laughs> story of the character and why Marvel or DC is doing it wrong. Cinematically. That's right. Yes. So, yeah, you absolutely. Know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that that's uh, it, to interrupt real quick. That's kind of how our, this podcast started was it was me and Wes and my buddies sitting around and griping about you right. know, different things and talking about it. I'm like, you know what? Maybe somebody will want to listen to us. And apparently they do, which is still weird to us. But. Right, right. And there's so many of us. Like I, you know, not, there's not one human being that doesn't have an opinion about somebody. Right. Yeah. And, and like, Oh yeah. Spider-Man. Oh, I love Spider-Man or, you know, and then, then uh, I don't know. I just, it's amazing to me. And that's, and that's why you, know, you love comics when it, the characters suck you in, but man, what a fantastic community. And, you know, like Joseph was saying, it's such a, a warm and giving and welcoming community. We want to reflect that too. You know, and we were a little grandiose in our expectations of life, but like, you know, if the world was more like a comic book convention, it would be such a better place. You're right. You know, we we would all, I, I don't know, a lot of this nonsense would fall away that we all kind of struggle with if we were all just more comic nerds. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, we go to conventions um, to promote our show and, and interview people like you guys and things like that. And we meet all kinds of folks that, and you know, we'll stand there talking to them and, you know, they got a Superman t-shirt on and, and it's like, you know, Hey, you know, what do you do? And, oh, I'm a, you know, I'm a, an art student or whatever. And then another guy's, well, you know, I'm a doctor and, you know, and all this kind of different things. And then it's everybody getting together, uh, for a common, you know, an interest and nobody cares, yeah. you know, the, the biggest debate, right. the biggest debate is DC or Marvel, you know? And, right. and, and, right. and if exactly. that, and if that's the only thing you're worrying about for a few hours of your time, that's a pretty good day. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. And look, I met a long ago at, at, down in San Diego, I met a, a dentist who had built, uh, and I, I don't remember his name. I, if you listen, I apologize, but he had built, he was a dentist, I believe. And in his garage, he had built like a fully transforming, fully lit, uh, bumblebee, I believe. Oh, it wow. could have been jazz. 
And he's like, yeah, my wife likes it. So I keep it out. But then, you know, I'm like, you're building this in your garage. <laughs> we can just turn Comic-Con into the UN. Yeah. All of the world's problems would be solved tomorrow. <laughs> I promise. Right. <laughs> it might, it right. might look like Batman or somebody, but the world's problems would be resolved yes. overnight. Yeah. T- today's debate is who's the greatest uh, Batman villain. That's what we're going to debate. Right. On exactly. The right. Yeah. You know, the resolution <laughs> is that the Joker is the worst. Right. You know? right, right. <laughs> That's pretty good. Man. We right, right. The senator from uh, Alabama has to sit down because we <laughs> will not discuss Calendar Man again. Yes, We're sorry, yes. he's off the table. Your your time has been yielded, but uh, <laughs> you are censured from here yes, on out, buddy. Right. <laughs> so, Joseph, what's your backstory with comics, man? Yeah, I think uh, you know Diamond nailed it. It's it's weird. He like speaks from my mind, so I think we have this like uh, you know that's your superpower. Yeah. connection. <laughs> um, but no, it's it's the comic books has always been a great escapism for him. You know, I was bullied pretty severely as a child, uh, so my favorite, uh, my my best uh, friend <laughs> was uh, Spider Man yeah. um, and the X Men, and you know a little bit of my uh, uh, you know video games. So I just. I'd get back after a long day of kind of getting roughed up and um, I just escape to this world. And uh, excuse me, I might get <laughs> emotional, but um, you know, just like Donovan said, you, you escape from the real world, real problems for a few minutes and just realize that, you know, Hey, this, you know, I get to be a superhero for this 15 minutes. So I'm reading this book for 30 minutes, uh, forget about the world's problems and spend time with some of my best friends. And, you know, now we understand that there's writers and there's artists and there's anchors and there's letters uh, editors behind all of these great characters. Uh, so you don't really appreciate that until you're older, uh, looking back into comics and appreciating the art form. But as a child, you know, you just connect with these characters that are larger than life. So born from, I think, my experience, um, we wanted to share that with, with kids that are truly the superheroes in this lifetime, going through uh, insurmountable odds, facing these diagnoses that four years old, five years old, six years old, sometimes younger, um, just to give them a glimmer of hope that there's someone that's like them like Peter Parker for me, a nerd getting beat up at school um, that is beating the odds, uh, doing fantastic things and making life a better place for other people out there. You know, and it, you're you're right on that. I mean, for for me and my buddies, um, I mean, we read comics and stuff as as well. I mean, still do, but as kids. Um, but our thing was kind of Dungeons and Dragons, and and we still play it. But it. You know, just like you reading those books to get away, you know, we weren't the, the coolest kids in school, you know, even though we were a- athletes too, but we were the nerd athletes, right? And, you know, after a Friday night football game um, where we got the crap beat out of us, you know, we'd go to a buddy's yeah. house and play D&D all night and we could escape being those, you know, 16-year-old dudes with no girlfriends and, and no <laughs> no coolness and, and, you know, zits all over our faces and stuff. And we could be heroes for a little while. And yep. so that's the same kind of th- the, the idea to be, to be where you can invest yourself in this art and uh, this storytelling and glean something out of it. You know, Peter Parker, who um, has all of this weight on him and he's just a yep. kid and he's given just, you know, just this, you know, the, the saying with great power, you know, that, that, that saying, and, and he's able to take this, this stuff and, and push through his adversity to try to help other people, although he's still got problems. And I think yep. that's, I think that's something that uh, the storytelling in comics as a whole, I think the most appealing characters are those that are heroes, but they struggle. And they've always got something going on that's uh, keeping them down still. And I think that's life. 
I, mean, I think that's that's yeah. us, the human condition, and and I think that's why comics appeal to a lot of people. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, yeah, agreed. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, heck, Dog and I, I always laugh uh, because we're like, man, we're out there, you know, we're trying to do good in the world. Um, and then, you know, we'll be at a convention and someone will come up, we'll give them the pitch and they're like, no, I'm good. Like, and it's not because it was anything that I think we said that offended them. It was just their mind was in a different space that day or, you know, mm-hmm. they were worrying about lunch or whatever. And then we just look at each other like, why is it so hard to share, you know, these inspiring stories, uh, promoting children that are facing this adversity. And, you know, it, it's, it's like you said, life's a struggle. I guess if the path was easy, these heroes wouldn't have the story arc that they have or be so compelling. So, uh, you know, maybe one day, um, people will tell the, the story of one of our characters or, uh, you know, maybe one of us creators, uh, and just be like, Hey, you know, those, those guys are superheroes because, you know, they, they live in a society that didn't fully embrace them, didn't understand what they were doing. Uh, just kind of were standoffish to some of these diseases they represent because it wasn't affecting or impacting them. Um, but you know, uh, hopefully other people find that super heroic, uh, find inspiration in the characters or the, the children that are inspiring the characters that, that we create, um, connect with the characters and, and hopefully make a difference in the world. So. No, that's, that's fascinating. That's great. And I also think that it's, and I mentioned a lot on our show that, uh, I, I, I can't draw a straight line. I have no artistic ability, <laughs> uh, uh, but, but, you guys that do and you guys that are good storytellers and be able to take that, you know, that, that gift that you have and turn it into something positive and especially for kids, man, who doesn't want to help kids. And I think that that's a fascinating thing. And I'm really glad that you guys reached out to us to, uh, <clears throat> to talk again about your, you know, your, about your projects and how things are going on that. And, and it's exciting that you got that, uh, the signing and stuff at the secret stash. I hope that really gives you a lot of traction on that uh so let, let's review again on all the ways people can find out about your project and interact with you and ways they can help uh heroes for causes so any of our social media uh heroes h-e-r-o-e-s for f-o-r causes c-a-u-s-e-s uh facebook twitter instagram um just send us a message uh we're very responsive We'd love to hear from any of the listeners. We'd love to hear from any of the uh, people that listeners want to put us in touch with or organizations, uh, families facing adversity. Um, these are all you know stories that kind of help direct us as far as how to apply future uh, resources, what causes to approach next. Um, and then, of course, if you ever see us at a convention, Donovan is in the uh, Las Vegas area. He does some area conventions out there. Um, I'm in the Midwest, and then Jeremiah is down in Florida. Um, and we like to get out to as many conventions as we can afford to. Um, but anytime you see us at a convention, please stop by, uh, share your stories with us. Like Donovan said, we've met people with congenitive heart failure that have beaten incredible odds to be one in a million. Um, and those are the stories uh, that drive us to continue to you know, invest our time, um, our heart and our, our resources into furthering the message and the cause. Absolutely. Here on your front page of your face or of your, uh, of your website, you just, you've got logos for different social media. So <clears throat> you got uh, Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and you got a Kickstarter here. Do you have any Kickstarters going on right now? So we did our first Kickstarter for pathway to help us bridge that, that funding gap to print the comics. Um, we might have to go that way for issue two of pathway, mm-hmm. uh, just because cystic fibrosis is such a rare disease that, you know, it's not like there's a giant hospital, 
you know, that is solely focused on that Mm -hmm. or, you know, a giant, um, you know, organization, there are organizations out, but, you know, they deal with financial struggles and fundraising just like everybody else. Um, but it doesn't have the recognition and awareness as like, say, uh, cancer. So, you know, it's, it's kind of our, on our shoulders. I think if we're going to continue the pathways series with issue two, uh, to get that self-funded. So, um, that might be our next Kickstarter if we come out with a Kickstarter and then depending on how well the fundraiser goes at the secret stash and hopefully we encourage our partners at the American Cancer Society, um, to green light a second issue for Sunrise. Um, and we love to get rolling on that. But, uh, yeah, I think, um, our second, second Kickstarter might be for pathway two, and then we'll go back and offer, you know, all the books we've done so far as like catch up pledges. Okay. Yo, so <clears throat> people can follow your regular social media, Facebook and Instagram, and they can hear about everything new that's happening and places you guys are going to be at. And if you do another yeah. Kickstarter or different type of fundraisers and things like that, right? So that's, that's probably a good uh, jump off point for them, right? Yep, absolutely. Awesome. So I know we've got we've got a bunch of listeners in the uh, the New York, New Jersey area up there. Uh, I'm talking to you, Dan. I know that you're probably listening to. Go down to Secret Stash because I know you're in that area and see these guys and uh, tell them we sent you. Pick up some of your books, make a ton- donation to them. It's a worthy cause. <laughs> what is the date and details on that one more time? So August 12th from 12 to 5 at the Secret Stash in Red Bank, New Jersey, upstate New Jersey. Uh, for anyone unfamiliar, um, we'll be there. Donovan, uh, the uh, lead artist on the team, uh, Kieran, our anchor from Spain, will be in town. And then Jake Carter, uh, one of our dear friends, uh, will also be there doing commissions for charity. Um, all the donations that we bring in, I think they'll be doing some pop uh, donations, scribbles on the pop boxes. We'll be doing some sketch covers and things like that. And 100% of all the money that we raised that day. I was going straight to the cause. So. That is outstanding. Well, that's great, guys. Uh, I really appreciate you coming on and reaching out to us because, uh, as we've said before, and we always say that, you know, one of the things we're focused on is is uh, local businesses, startups, and charity organizations. And you guys uh, fit right in there with some great stuff. And who doesn't want to help kids? So, heroesforcauses.com. That's heroesforcauses.com. Search them on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Follow these guys. Find out everything about them. And, uh, you know, do them a favor. Do the kids a favor. Uh, you know, everybody's got some spare change. Throw some stuff their way. Let these guys do some good work. Um, you know, before we head out, I, one thing I didn't want to miss is – can either of you give give our listeners, you know, a, a story? I know you got some some reviews on your on your face, or I mean, on your uh, your uh, website here about maybe something some kids or some parents have said about your book. Yeah, I, um, I'll go first, I guess, and then I'll let Donovan think about because uh, I mean, there's so many. You know, we want to share the best story. We, uh, we were down in Florida uh, around Megacon time and um, one of the other booths, they saw that what we were doing and they, they said that they were set up at like a county fair. So they invited us to sit up next to them. So we kind of split our booth and went to the county fair. Um, we set up next to them. And then throughout the day, we were uh, meeting and greeting people that, you know, were saying that they were moved by the, by the message, moved by the mission. Um, and then they'd share a little bit about the, you know, diseases um, and that they had. Uh, and the amount of adversity and challenges that everyone had overcome from congenital heart defects to, you know, being like a one in a million type of rare cancer, uh, it just floored, floored us that, you know, we, we could inspire these people and also maybe uh, give them their own 
Superman or their own Spider-Man um, to kind of see as the hero that represented them. Towards the end of the day, a mom came up and she said, hey, you know, my, my daughter's drawing stuff that deals with mental health. We were a little bit concerned because the teacher said it was a little dark, but uh, can I send her over here and talk to you guys? Because I think what you're doing is inspirational. And so we said, sure, we'd love to talk to her. So about 20 minutes later, this, uh, you know, ray of sunshine bounces up to the table <laughs> and she's like, Hey, my mom said, uh, you know, come check y'all out. And you know, you guys are doing great things. And, you know, let me know a little about, about what's going on. So we told her about the characters and she takes a step back. She must've been all about nine or 10 years old. And you could see this amazement in her eyes and she had like a chill and she kind of like shook it off. And she, she looked at us and she's like, wow, y'all are going to change the world. Oh, man. And uh, <laughs> she reached out with a fist bump, and I fist bumped her. I just thought it was really, uh, man, really moving. That's the, it, kids. Everything's pure, right? Out of them, yeah, right? right? You know that that's not smoke. That's not uh, that's not somebody just telling you something to make you happy. That's that's real, and that's hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, that's that's good stuff, man. What, what kind of parting story do you got, Donovan, that, uh, of success with your? Well, I. I I mentioned it earlier, but it, it astounds me every time we kind of, you know, and, and again, we are, we're all separated, the three of us, you know, uh, over the country, but every time, so my story kind of harking back, we were, I was at the uh, amazing Las Vegas con a few months ago and, you know, I was doing my little elevator pitch and everybody came up and after they got over the initial shock that I wasn't there pitching, you know, my own graphic novel or something, right? you know, the young lady came back to the table and she did say, she's like, you know, this is amazing. My, my, uh, my little brother, the, the blind mechanic, he's like, you know, he just happened to be born in this hospital and this, 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 uh, world-class doctor just happened to be visiting that hospital. When he walked by the nursery ward, he, he just happened to look into the nursery ward cause he was waiting for some, some panel or discussion he was given. And he, he saw my little brother's eyes and the way they were reflecting light. And he automatically grabbed the pediatric doctor and my parents and said, listen, I'm worried because of the way the light's hitting his eyes that I need to look at this kid now and look and, and he caught the cancer in his eyes. They removed one eye, caught that they, you know, and then, you know, they had to remove the other one or, or he went blind in the other one because of the operation, but they caught the cancer and he's like, and she was telling me and she's like, uh, but you know what? He can, he can put a, 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 an engine together in 10 minutes flat as long as you don't get into his workspace where he's got everything. She goes, and then he goes out and he rides four wheelers, which drives our parents crazy. And I'm like, I could only imagine. And you know, just her, her, like Joseph said, her face had lit up and you know, and she was, she was in her twenties. But just, just, she opened up, she, she, she picked up a couple of our books and, or, you know, and she, I think she got center ice um, and maybe pathway. And then she left. And a couple hours later, she came back and she said, you, you, you were saying something about diabetes on the new book. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. She goes, Oh, my best friend's daughter has diabetes. Let me pick a couple of those up. And I'm like, yeah, that's what we're here for. And, and just everybody's touched by something. And we all have these really super heroic people in our lives. You know, all of us, we all know somebody. And it just, I love freaking just, but, you know, I'm giving my stupid elevator pitch, trying to get a few bucks out of somebody and they open up and here's this, this other superhero in their life. And, you know, for me, it was, it was my, my cousin Jason uh, and his wife passed away from cystic fibrosis years and years and years ago. And I, if I had the strength of character that Jason and, and all these guys exhibit in, in one hour of their life, I, I would be a millionaire and I would be on top of the world right now. So, I, you know, again, just, it's so humbling, but yet also 
it, it, it unifies us as a species, I think, you know, not yeah. to get grandiose on you, but man, I just, it's amazing to me. Everybody I talk to, everybody is touched by something somewhere. And that's what we do this for. You know, these guys inspire us to create these characters, but these characters are, you know, I don't know. I, you know, I, I get all, again, a little verbose and start puking up words, but it's just amazing <laughs> to me that these folks are walking around without capes or, you know, no X's on their costume every day they walk by us. And I'm like, man, you know, we, nobody knows what everybody's going through, but if we all just took a second to listen to other people's stories, uh, you know, we'd all be bowled over, you know? And, and like you said, these kids, they do it with such, such purity of character. They're like, you know, yeah, I'm sick. It sucks, but let's get this done. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I, you know, just, again, it just bowls me over and I, and I, I hate hearing the tragedy of the story, but I, I love hearing the inspiration and the heroics of the story, you know, and, and it's, and just little things, you know, like Wes, he plays hockey every day. I'm like, man, I would crawl into bed and just stay there, Yeah, you know, or, or Jeremiah or, or any of these other characters that we are real people that we meet through. So it's just, it's heartwarming. It's inspiring. And that's kind of where we're like, oh, like we got to get these into comics because comics do the same thing with fake characters. We got to do it with real people, you know? That's great. Yeah, that's great. And that's the beauty of kids. They don't, they don't, right. they, they don't know that, you know, I mean, they're not quote unquote supposed to get down, <laughs> you right. know, the, all they know right. is that, you know, I, I want to live. I want to have fun. Right. I yeah. want to have fun, you know, and you're right. You know, that's a good, that's a good place to leave our listeners, you know, think, you know, the, uh, the paperwork you got to do at work today or sometime next week when you're listening to the show and you're, you're griping and fussing about it. Uh, it's, it's nothing. And compared to what these young people are going through, uh, heroes for causes, um, comic characters based on real life heroes. I like that tagline. That's some good stuff guys. Uh, so go visit their stuff. Heroes for causes.com heroes for causes.com. Thanks guys for, uh, being on the air with us. Uh, stick with me for a minute till after the extra music comes on. Uh, I want to talk to you guys just a little bit more, but, uh, thanks again, guys for that. And I uh, hope you guys have a wonderful day and folks definitely go check their stuff out. It's a worthy cause. Throw some bucks their way. I promise you, uh, it'll go for a good thing. So, uh, for redneck West, who is unable to be with us today, but I promise you'll have to deal with him next week. Uh, this is the old ball man, Chad. Have a great day. God blood. He came up for Rogot's belly. He parried, elbowed Garagot in the teeth, then slammed him into a tree. Through the tree, and out the other side, and into the dirt. Splinters fell all around, and the severed tree came falling, crushing a giant mushroom to the earth. Garagot kicked Rogot, and he went soaring, flipped backwards and crashed down twenty paces away. The mushroom king was up and after him. Rogot grabbed his axe, pulling up a handful of leaves with it, and leapt to his feet. 
Their weapons collided, and they were at it again, snarling, hacking, shoving, and punching, god blood thumping in their veins. Garagot thrusted the flat side of his blade hard against Rogot's axe, pressed him back, then shoved a crust-covered finger deep into Rogot's ear.